It's a comic bone zone. Round two, 2.1. Two, uh, 2.2. Uh, so this is the rebrand. Welcome. You're here for it. We are now nine panels. <laughs> Fuck that. We're like 22 panels. Love that. <laughs> 22 panel grid. Uh, anyway, talk comics to me. I'm Champ. Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. And we're here to talk about comic books. Heather has no comics. I have lots and lots and lots of comics. So many. That's crazy how many you have this week. Yeah, it's okay. I can read. I read really fast. <laughs> I thought I did, but man, are you fast. <laughs> so quick. Okay, you, you go. You start. Okay, okay, I'll go first. Um, I have vanity um this is issue number three this is just a little origin story about uh countess elizabeth bothery from austria that's literally it and in this issue she's a little bit older and she's kind of doing her travels across the the land and she discovers that women are being murdered and you know burned for being witches so she's trying to figure out a way to like save the women who obviously aren't doing anything wrong but they're just condemned by the church and stuff and that's what this this issue is so it's a nice it's a nice little story i really like the feel of the book yeah like the actual like physical feel um the art is pretty cool there's like really good dialogue between characters and stuff when it comes to like the historical aspect because like oh there's not a lot known about elizabeth bathory mm -hmm. um so I think, I mean, it's all pretty much open. You can do whatever you want with it. And I just think that it's, it's very creative. All right. Cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I remember liking that first issue, but definitely not enough to just keep it just because of, yeah, my giant yeah. pile of comics. It is, this issue in particular was pretty dense. Like there was a lot of words in it, but it's, it flows really well. Like it's, it's, despite how much there is to read it's easy to read okay so i like it and there i think there's like one issue left in this volume and then they're doing like a volume two where she is actually like the countess and starts bathing in virgin's blood and stuff so i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that seems like something you'd be excited for for sure <laughs> i just want the murders <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah checks out okay are we ready for me yes i'm gonna i'm gonna blow through this boys um nope oh, i'm out of focus again never in focus i don't know why so, i just tried to fix it for you <laughs> we'll see what happens uh okay so i have what remains this is a little graphic novel about the personal and political histories of columbia it's little autobio comic a uh, graphic novel about Columbia through like sorry I can't remember when it starts like flashbacks between like the 50s all the way to like now um it's pretty like brief history but it's really really interesting I really really enjoyed it um so yeah that's something that interests you I think it's worth checking out just like talks about the difficulties of Columbia and all of the people who have been you know just like disappeared there uh it talks about like the banana 
massacre that happened. Okay. So uh, I, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed it. It was pretty brief. It was obviously from uh, the author Camilo Aguirre's uh, point of view. So, you know, it has a little bit of like a personal lean to it, but not in a way that's like overbearing. He's pretty straightforward about stuff. Okay. And plus it's like, you know, something that's meaningful to him. So that's also interesting. Um, and then next I have Chroma. This is issue number three. I'm going to be pretty brief about this just because Heather has not read it and I think she will enjoy it. Uh, she said she might read it in trade. So I'll just, uh, book's great. I really, really love it. I really love the use of colors, uh, especially with the like dynamics of the grays within the story. Um, I really like the way the world is like opened up, uh, the way you're like really like introduced to characters. Uh, it's just really solid, solid book, really great storytelling. Um, it's going to be interesting because it's only four issues. So it's going to wrap up this next issue. And I really want more, but I also will be satisfied with just the four. Like it's a really nice, like fleshed out world and fleshed out story for just four issues, even if they are like oversized. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Chroma just about, uh, I guess a girl who's considered like a outcast because of like the way the world is situated and she has been freed by a young man who is like entrenched in the religion there that like is keeping her like imprisoned that's kind of just like the story goes on from there really good um and then I don't have anything to say about this but I did want to mention that this book came out uh this is Giga this is issue number five the last issue number four came out in June of 2021 so I did not read this because I don't even remember if I kept the issues or if I got all of the issues. <laughs> so I, I didn't read it, but that's, it's like a story about like mech kind of like God situation. I can't 100% remember, but this does look like it picks up like right from the end of the fourth issue so i would really have to go back anyway that's that's all i have to say about that i i really i understand why vault had that like weird hiatus sort of thing but it is like really bad for like small books like this where i'm just like i don't i don't i don't want this I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I would have rather got like the old school book just like disappears forever, and I don't know what happened to it. Situation happened with like you know the same with other vault books where I'm just like I don't know will they ever mm -hmm. come back, <laughs> or just like drop a trade. I don't, I don't know. Give, I don't care. I, I still respect you, Vault. I still love you. This is just a unfortunate series of events. Mm -hmm. Some books just take too long. Yeah. And that one definitely did. Like, just... I can barely remember what the fucking book is about. <laughs> I just remember... Um, let's see. There's, a, there's one kid um, and there's a robot 
Yeah, I remember like enjoying it. Okay, I'm gonna read the solicit for the first issue just because. I didn't even read it. I just remember you talking about it. Yeah, uh, nobody knows why the skyscraper-sized mechs known as Giga fought the their bitter centuries-long war. All they know is that when the fighting fighting finally stopped, the dormant Giga became humanity's new habitat and new gods in one. When disgraced engineer Evan Calhoun finds an apparently murdered Giga, his society and fascist tech-centered religious order that controls it are rapidly thrown into chaos so okay i you know i kind of had it i just wasn't i was kind of afraid that i was mixing up like we only find them in this mm -hmm. but i wasn't but they kind of have different yet similar ideas yeah very very similar except for they don't eat them anyway that's giga that's issue number five that was something I didn't expect to happen. Let's talk about Barbaric. Okay. Uh, this is Barbaric. This is the start of a new story. It's um, Hell to Pay, issue number one. Owen is in hell, and uh, Soren, Steel, and the Axe are trying to figure out a way to find him. But they have to locate the orcs that sent Owen to hell that's that's pretty much it but they run into like some they run into an old friend and owen in hell runs into an old friend it's i love this book so much yeah it's really good like i said i i i like it i just miss like having owen as a centerpiece because i feel like he's such an interesting character not that i don't enjoy steel and what what was her name soren soren yeah um I don't know. I don't think I really do like Soren very much, but I I don't. And there's like many reasons I don't. Um, but it's just not. I don't feel like she's very well written. Yeah, she's it. It's just not the same story when it's not Owen. Like I mm -hmm. like Steel a lot. I think Steel is a really cool character, but it's because he's like a self loathing vampire, and I'm into that. But like, if it was just him in the axe, I'd love to follow that. You know yeah. how traumatizing that would be for him to just be stuck with the axe the whole time. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, no, it's still really good. I still really enjoy it. And I'm interested to see where this story arc goes just because it is such a fun, like, little ride. I did see in the newest previews that he has, like, a new, like, book called The Mighty Barbarians, mm -hmm. which I, for some reason, read that there's time travel in it. There's definitely not time travel in it. <laughs> I just like skimmed the solicit and I don't know how I saw time travel. Maybe I just read another solicit like mixed up in there. Regardless, barbarians, barbaric. I ordered it just to see like what happens. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um. So yeah, barbaric. Hell to pay. It's good. <laughs> All right. We ready? Okay. Yes. Next, we have House of Slaughter. This is issue number 11. This is uh, a, also a new story arc. I'm in. His name is... J Jace? Yeah, I keep getting... I don't know why I keep getting him his name mixed up with the kid. I'm like, no, the kid's name is Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just following uh, Jace after the events of what happened in the very first story arc with Aaron and stuff like that, you get a little more insight into like him as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really like the way this started. 
like the introductions to like the the other house I really like the art a lot I'm yeah a it huge... looks really good and like the tone is like really interesting but uh yeah Tate Brumble is back on the writing for this story arc is the art credit in the back yeah Antonio Fuso colored by okay. Miguel Murto yeah it yeah. just looks fucking great I I'm excited I'm excited to see what happens I I don't know just a sucker for this book sucker for this world obviously yeah this book is really really good give me I more like something it. is give me more something is killing the children all right give me a second to sip on a coffee mm-hmm. and next I have art root this is issue number two this is a story about a detective who gets hooked up with a guy who can kind of go behind paintings into this other world and they're trying to figure out a series of like art murders and this cover is pretty funny because it says who's your data yeah i was gonna say i love that cover that's really good it's really really great uh this book is really fun i mean it's just definitely a maxwell prince book you know, you can like really feel his like story, the way he tells stories. Um, the art is really good. Martin Morazzo and Matt Lopez does the colors. So it's just, and it looks great. It's weird and fun. And I don't know. I'll keep reading it. Okay. Very good. And then I have Eve. This is Children of the Moon. This is issue number four. I'm going to finish this all out, though I do feel like there'll probably be more, maybe? Which, once again, I think if that's the case, like, I'll probably just, like, zip on out, because this has been really interesting. Um, I really have, like, the development of the story throughout this arc. I just really don't necessarily need it, like I've said before, but still a great book. Just Eve and her sister in the end of the world. Okay uh okay oh wait that's it that's all that's that's all I have by myself right now okay I was like waiting I was like is there something else okay I went to go grab this and I was like no we both have this (laughs) I zipped through those okay are you ready I'm ready (laughs) okay this is uh nature's labyrinth this is issue number three this is a story about a group of people who are kind of thrown on an island and it's like a battle royale um, this issue you kind of get um, background on the characters that are down mm-hmm. there like what each of them who each of them are like what they did before this whole event like kind of why they're there um, yeah that's I love this book this book is so much fun yeah no I was uh, I finished this book and I was like yeah this book is great yeah I felt I wish- exactly. the last few pages I was like oh that's sick <laughs> Yeah, I this I wish more people were reading it because it is so good. Like I think it's like one of those books that the premise is like hard to sell on people because it's an idea that, you know, has kind of been told before and it's not like anything that is like I guess incredibly original, but the way it is told is very well done mm-hmm. and it's just like really cool and I just love everything about it. I love the art like a lot. And I laugh, like, even, like, 
quite a bit. So yeah. I think the just, characters yeah. are really well developed too. Like as mm-hmm. for only being three issues now, like you I feel like you know these characters pretty well, or at least know the type of person they are. And I like how you're like thrown in there as well with like the mystery of like who your main character is that you're following. Like you don't really know, like you know who she is, but not really why she's there. Yeah, because that's they haven't explained her part yet. So I yeah, I agree. It's it's just a really fun book to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Nature's Labyrinth. You all should read it. Uh yes. Zach Thompson, what's uh does the writing? Bailey Underwood is the artist. Renia Sadawea is the colorist. And like I think the colors are also really well done. Yeah, they it is. It re- I was trying to figure it reminds me of something like something that I've seen before, but I just can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, because we had talked about this last time and I had looked up like the artist to see if I had like read any other books and wasn't anything, but the art just reminds me of something. And I, I, I hope one day I'll be able to figure it out. But <laughs> when I read it, I'm like, oh, this looks really familiar. Uh, okay. So sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, next we have Nightfall double feature this is issue number two I will also be brief about this one because Heather has not gotten a chance to catch up because it is the first issue is pretty dense mm-hmm. uh, the, fir- the first story itself is like fairly dense basically bones just bones <laughs> comic book bone zone oh I thought you were talking about David Boyanis bones <laughs> bones yes yes I, uh this thing called skeletization is i'm pretty sure what they name it it was something dumb something dumb and silly starts happening around the world like bones just keep showing up inside of stuff oh did you just rip your comic apart no it just came out i flipped the page and it just spell out sure pal uh <laughs> But that's the Cemeterians. That's the first little story. And then the second story is about a family uh, that's on vacation and some spooky shit starts happening. Uh, and that's there are the no staple holes in this. This piece of paper was just set in there. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the two stories in this book. <laughs> Damn it. I, I really enjoy them. I think they're both like really good, solid horror stories. It looks really good. The art's really good for it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But the paper feels nice. Yeah, the paper does feel nice. And I like how it's just like, it is a little good double feature. I really, I really like the second story a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really like, the tone is really creepy. Is it Denizen? Yeah. Is that the other one? Okay. Yeah, The Cemeterians is like good, but it just feels like a book or like a story that like you can kind of see the stuff that's mm-hmm. like going to happen, at least between like, the two main characters so right okay i'm gonna uh, get to it i promise i'm sure you will if you don't whatever dude it's fine yeah. it's your life it's your <laughs> life uh okay so the next i have the new champion of shazam this is issue number four this just like wraps up the whole entire story real fast uh kind of sad i wish it had lasted at least like one or two more issues or i don't know i would actually take a story by this team again and again and again i really really like it um i really really love the story i love the art a lot 
a lot. Um, Hoppy comes back in this one, and that's cool. The little rabbit that talks because he got zapped by some electricity and it was a real sad moment in the book. And so you don't find, like, you find out, like, more about, like, what happens to Mary and, like, Lazarus planet, it looks like, that we were once gods. Which I might read off the wall because I do really like, like, Mary as a character and if it kind of kept this tone, I would enjoy it. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm not gonna, nobody's gonna fool me with Lazarus Planet stuff. I promise you that. Can't do it. I refuse. Uh, and then next I have Punisher. This is issue number nine. Uh, and this issue, Frank fucking destroys Ares. And the Avengers are kind of meeting to be like, uh or i guess like not the avengers the other group that is moon knight doctor strange black widow captain america and wolverine yeah they're like we gotta stop him he's doing too much yeah that's basically it that's like really it they're like what do we do when frank castle is literally like a god and out of control um yeah i don't know like you I can't tell you. I can't tell you what I like about that book. It's just the art's really great. I like the like flashes between the two like arts with the past and the present. I the violence is like insane in this book, just like smashing heads open. Um the whole Aries takedown. I did flip through it because I was like, it's I gotta pretty sick. The Aries takedown of the hands was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's Aries. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it looked. It's like I don't know. I think the thing is, it's just like so ludicrous. That's what I've been enjoying about it. Like I don't know if I think about it too hard. I think I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like it as much as. And I think that was the problem when I was in the first half of the book. Is I was just thinking too hard. Mm -hmm. And if I just let my brain go, no thoughts. Just, just comics. <laughs> just comic books, just Frank Castle being in I guess possessed by the beast of the hand becoming a god, uh smashing heads. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he defeated Ares, the god of war. What else? What's next? Yeah, what's next? What do you? What else he, do we need? I mean, he killed the whole Marvel universe. Who am I to say like what he can do and what he can't do? Wait, well, didn't. What's Deadpool. more ludicrous than that? Dude's been ludicrous since the start. I was taking myself too seriously. He is a character. <laughs> anyway, Punisher number nine. It's a book. It's going. It's going. It looks great. Jason Aaron writes it. I think that's all. Um, I'm going to pour coffee if you want to hold up our next book and talk about it. Okay. Um. So next we both have this One Bad Day book. This is about Bane. Uh, this is by Joshua Williamson, uh, Howard Porter, and then I don't know how to pronounce that first name. Tomu? Tomu uh, Mori. 
I don't know. Those are the colors for it. It's a Bane story. Um, it's basically him reliving the fact that he broke Batman's back in that really brutal way that he did. And it just keeps coming into play within this story, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really enjoy this issue, like surprisingly a whole lot, like especially yeah. after um, you had said something about it. Like that was the, you were the third person that had said something about it. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to like it. Um but Bane is kind of in a weird retirement as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And he discovers that there is a uh, Venom still being made. And so he's going to go destroy it while telling a story about how him and Batman had previously done this or tried to. Um, this is one of my favorite pages just because of like how many friggin' panels there are. Yeah, all the panels are so cool. And then the other one that was like near the beginning, which kind of confused me when I was like trying to read it just because I didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah, just this way. Yeah, but it was still like, I loved it. Like the yeah. book was really good. And it was, it was, you know, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. When I first looked at the art, I was like, I don't like this art. But as I like got into reading the story, I was like, oh, actually, I really do like this art and it fits the story so well I think that's part of the reason why it did grow on me is because it would just felt like it was meant to be told with that story um and yeah I I was surprised by how much I like this I thought I I still like the frost one or the freeze one the most the frost Mm -hmm. uh the freeze one the most but probably like this one right after that because it was just I don't know the way that Bane tells the story is really interesting the idea that he's kind of just been like reliving this part of his life over and over and over again, like night after night and just like can't seem to find solace because that's like his greatest accomplishment is really (laughs) funny. Yeah. It was really like funny and like interesting. Um, Yeah. That was a pretty solid one bad day book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed it. All right. You ready? Yes. Next, we have uh, Batman, Superman, World's Finest. This is issue number 11. 11? Yeah, yeah. This book is just what going. Oh, my God. I did not realize that it had been that many. Um, Basically, um, David, is that his name? The boy's name? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit out of control. Uh, Thunder Boy. Despite... What? Thunder Boy. Thunder Boy, yeah. Sorry. Um, he's out of control and Superman can't really control him. He's been trying to like train him, teach him, all that stuff, and it's just not really working out. Um, you know, uh, Superman never lies, so <laughs> you gotta yeah. trust him. That was like a little like cute, annoying thing about this like issue, particularly. It was like, okay, I get it. You get it, God, he doesn't lie. <laughs> God damn. Uh, that Dan Mora art just keeps fucking hitting every time. Every mm-hmm. time. That dude my... just won't quit at all. This is one of my favorite pages. How Batman's just like carrying the Joker <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. I don't know why that was so funny to me. And then he's just gone. You don't see the Joker anymore. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a book where I would like to see the Joker because I feel like he would be silly and less like homicidal, which is sometimes what I I, re- I I feel like I would enjoy the Joker more that way 
Yeah, he's just li- I need I, on people. <laughs> yeah, I just need a silly guy who doesn't murder people silly like just is silly and maims people. Mm-hmm. It's he's fun. That's the theme of the day. Superman That's doesn't lie. Fun. <laughs> but yeah, World's Finest is just a. It is a literal little fun book. Yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, all right, you ready for what's next? Oh, yeah. I forgot you don't have any more. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Next, we so have next- a Immortal oh, X-Men. I was just saying the name. It's Immortal X-Men. It's number 10. <laughs> this uh, is uh, leading into the sinister war shit that's going on. Um, it's it's sins a sinister, bro. <laughs> it's uh, It starts next week. Uh, that's right. I can't keep up with all that the X-Men are doing, like, all the events and stuff. I don't... It's a lot. I, I mean, right now, I think that's, like, I mean, that's it. I think no, the I thing, mean, like, like... It's one after another, like, it's yeah. just, like, the big things that are happening. Maybe it's just, like, within Marvel. I don't know. But either way, we just got done with Judgment Day, and there's been, like, three issues, and now we're just going into a whole nother thing. But it's a sinister thing, which is fine, but, like, I don't... <laughs> well, the problem is, like, they alluded to all of this stuff like pre-judgment day and then went to judgment day so judgment day really like cut all like it would feel more like cohesive if this happened before judgment day like if all of these issues kind of like took place after another mm-hmm. rather than like i don't know like a year a year later or like half a year later mm-hmm. so then the story does feel like like more like one and not like oh what the fuck we just got out of judgment day why is why the fuck is this happening right now yeah like uh i don't know i make i am excited for the sinister stuff i do think it is like has been a little unfortunate like the way it played out with like x just finishing like a couple months ago mm-hmm. and kind of just like jumping into this though it is like a smaller sized event um the reveal at the end of this was just like okay yeah i was very very confused because like i said i forgot to read the issue before mm-hmm. so i had no idea like what was even happening in this i was like wait i feel like i missed something crucial so i had to go back and read issue number 10 which helped a lot nine. number nine i had to go back and read number nine yeah. um so yeah, I do I do like like where it's going and stuff and I like the weird shit that Sinister has been doing like this whole time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We've had the conversation before about how they exile people and stuff like that and that whole situation and is I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll really see what happens. I feel like it's also just like event burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many events and so many things happening. And I don't know, a lot, like, you and I, I think have pulled out of, like, big two books a little bit more. Like, we have, like, a lot of, like, mini series within, like, Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, we're not really, like, reading a lot of those, like, main title series or we've dropped off of them, like, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard. I think this one is, like, one of the last ones that I have like I do have X-Men Red and Legion too but I mean they're like the same it's like all the same yeah and I think that's like the like it felt like a little more whole and original 
when like House and Powers came out, like those books just felt so like so meant to be one, you mm-hmm. know. And then like X of Swords felt that way too. Like I don't know. I feel like that X of Swords event really like changed the way I look at events. And now I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. those books were so well done in like a piece together mm-hmm. and now I'm like no these aren't as good it's a lot to read mm-hmm. it's, whatever anyway that's to complain <laughs> yeah that's immortal x-men it's a fun book we're gonna go into sins of sinister next week see what that little little turd is up to because mm-hmm. we do love him oh yeah he's, he's a bad person but he's fun <laughs> he's a terrible guy out to do no good mm-hmm. but yeah just doing it really flamboyantly yeah i mean if i look like that i'd probably be doing the same shit <laughs> <laughs> okay right. are you ready yes this is last this is what's this is... the furthest place from here this yes. is also number 10 yes this uh just gives a little more background into Sid and what Sid has been doing this whole time mm-hmm. I I would like like I liked how fast this issue went with like showing everything because mm-hmm. it was just like such a quick succession but you got a very like full idea of like all of the shit she had been through within like the last like I don't know at least like what a week week and mm-hmm. a half yeah it's been or at least a few, a few days it's uh yeah and all the different people that she ran into and like the the map i thought that was so cool i loved yeah yeah the map i was like oh my god i love it it makes me want to whip out all of the variants that were the map and put them together we should have them all you should do that you should pull them all out and like take a picture of them yeah, be really cool. But yeah, this I don't know. I really I've really liked this like this last story arc quite a bit. Um, not saying that I didn't like the first story arc. And I think if I went back and read it again, I think I'd like it more. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know, like the first the first read I had on it was like a lot different than like what I'm having on this this second half of the book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I think it's because we know these characters now and we're like getting more of the, the background on them. Whereas before we just like were introduced to them. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know when you, when you watch a show, like the first couple episodes, you don't really remember because you only remember like the stuff that you currently know. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back, it's like, Oh wait, I know these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I just really feel like going back and rereading that first story arc. I, I'd really benefit from it and like maybe take a little bit more out of it that I didn't take out of it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm really interested to see like, I assume this book has an end. Mm-hmm. I don't there feel has- like it's, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's going to end soon, but it seems like it's on those like steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and- it's giving you like the whole story. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. And if we do get there in like a couple issues, that's fine. But like, I, you know, I take I take a little bit more mm-hmm. for, for sure. Uh, it's just a really nice story. 
Like mm-hmm. all the characters are done really well. Like the art is cool. The actual story itself is like really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I heard I was I've been listening to the Matthew Rosenberg podcast mm-hmm. and Tyler Boss was on a episode for like a couple episodes and they were talking about this book and like how they have like a ending that's like a little bit nicer because the pandemic happened so they didn't want to make it like so like harsh and that they were kind of seeing where things go and honestly like you, you know me I love those love those bad like those endings where it's just like very like oh that wasn't good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah those are my favorite but the ones that are when they're like nice they just make me feel nice <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like them because I'm like Ugh. That's not real. I don't want this yeah. on me. Give me the real stuff. Bring me down to real life level. But yeah, I, I thought that was a really interesting like thing. I would suggest if people do like comic book creators or Matthew Rosenberg, that podcast, uh, Ideas Don't Bleed. I'm I'm plugging somebody else's podcast without, you know, Matthew Rosenberg. I hope you get listens because of this. But yeah, I, I found that podcast like very, very interesting um just because there's a lot of really in-depth talk about comics I've wanted to pick up other comics because of it but I don't need them so I'm not going to no matter how nice the people sound on the podcast Seb Wells you sound like the nicest man on the earth I don't need to read Amazing Spider-Man uh but (laughs) but yeah uh that was like like I said I thought that was something interesting that they were talking about and now I'm like very like, okay, what's going to happen at the end? Mm-hmm. Even though I have no fucking clue what's going to happen at the end of this book. Like this book is such a like story where I have no idea. I think that's probably the reason we might like it so much is because there, I'm sure there are like clues in there or like it hints at something that's going to be happening, but like we don't know this world we've never been a part of this world so like we don't know what's happening what's happening (laughs) we just like reading this story and following these kids that's they try to figure out what's going on because we are in the same boat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway that's that's really all I have to say about that book I think it's good I think it's worth reading it's really really grown on me quite a bit Mm -hmm. me too anyway what's the furthest place from here issue number 10 yeah that was our last that's the last book we did it oh we got i feel like that was pretty quick um thanks for listening to us we really really appreciate it uh it means a lot so go support your local comic shop go buy some comics support your local libraries take care of each other the you know love one another again Uh, if you are in Nebraska or any state that's like been passing crazy anti-trans and anti-drag bills, please, uh, especially if you are like cisgender, speak out about it because it's just need your voices, need somebody else like pushing. It means a lot. Uh, Heather, what do you got? Yeah, bigotry is not cool. (laughs) That's not funny. That's true. But like, (laughs) I just wanted to say it. I never say anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Heather's not wrong. Bigotry is not cool. Um, (laughs) Standing up for others is super cool, uh, especially when, you know, 
feels like the whole whole entire world is pushing up against you and especially when they're targeting young people who really have not a lot of voice that's all i had to say about that heather any 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 other last last things you have nope i said everything i wanted to all right well thank you for listening we love you and we'll see you on the flippity flip flip flop <laughs>